from KQED. You're listening to Queued Up. I'm Ryan Levy. My son, it is your time. Show me my respect and bow down. You get to decide what kind of king you are going to be. I don't know about you, but I was counting the days to the premiere of the new Black Panther Marvel movie. I loved Black Panther in the last big Avengers movie, and I couldn't wait to see him get his own film. I saw it with a big group of friends on Thursday night, and it was amazing. It's the most emotionally invested I've been in a Marvel movie. But I'm betting it was even more amazing for the folks who were at Oakland's Grand Lake Theater, where the film's director and Oakland native Ryan Coogler dropped by before the movie. Thank you to you guys, man, for, for taking the time out of your night. Thursday night, you can see Kugler definitely put his love for Oakland in this film. My father used to take me here to come see whatever movie he thought, like, a, you know, a, a black father and a black son should come see together. Um, he took me and Oakland here. definitely loves him back. Hope you guys enjoy the film, man. There's nothing I love more than the Bay Area. Earlier that day, before I saw the movie, I heard this piece I'm about to play for you from former queued up host and East Bay reporter Sandia Dirks. She digs deep on the connection between Oakland's Black Panther party and the king of Wakanda. They were basically twins at birth, if not in conception. I think it's June 1966, maybe, somewhere on there. Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, two white Jewish guys, wanted to create a superhero. So this is the middle of the civil rights movement, or ramping up in the civil rights movement, and they created a character called Black Panther that was, you know, it's sometimes called Black Jaguar, sometimes called Coal Tiger, and all these other things. So this, you know, Black Panther by about three months predates the announcement of the Black Panther Party for Self-Defense. Sean Taylor is standing in front of Oakland's Grand Lake Movie Theater. The historic Grand Lake Theater. Where Black Panther has the prime spot on the marquee. Taylor is a co-founder of the Black Comics Arts Festival. He says it's a sort of serendipity that Black Panther was the name given to both a Black Marvel superhero and a movement for Black liberation in the same year. It wasn't a connection welcomed by Marvel. So they tried to change it because they didn't want yeah, to be... associated with, with the Black Panther Party. And it didn't work? No. Why do you think that was? I mean, I think ideas are bigger than us. And ideas grow. As the Black Panther comic was written over decades, generations of comic book writers came to define the mythic universe of T'Challa, the Black Panther, and the country he came from, Wakanda. It is a country in Africa that has never been conquered by any European powers or anyone else. It's the home of the metal vibranium, which Captain America's uh, shield is made out of. And it is the most technologically advanced country in the world. It's not post-colonial or pre-colonial. It exists in a timeline where colonization never happened, which means it's a place where black people rule themselves. Self-rule, historically a radical concept for people of color in America. A concept the Black Panther Party also fought for, right here in Oakland. Here's Black Panther leader Huey Newton in the early 70s. If the police were to withdraw from the community and the black community control its own uh, police institution as well as all the other institutions within our community, uh, we feel that the law and order would exist. I am the daughter of a Black Panther, a real Black Panther. That's Malkia Cyril, the founder of the Center for Media Justice. Cyril already has tickets to see the movie three times this weekend alone. I'm probably going to end up seeing it about 17 times. That's, that's my safe estimate. Because representation matters. Black heroes matter. There's this video going around social media right now. Three black men standing around a Black Panther movie poster. Well, 
hugging it, really. And the conclusion that we have all come to is that this is what white people get to feel all the time. All the time! All the time! Since the it's beginning it. of cinema. All the time! You get to feel empowered this. like this and represented. This? This is what y'all feel like all the time? I would love this country, too. <laughs> this idea of black heroes, this idea of a black liberation army, an army of warriors ready to fight, this is both literal and figurative. And that's the heart of Afrofuturism. Quick history lesson. Afrofuturism was coined in 1993 to define an artistic movement where images of ancient Africa intersect with the fantastic. It's also digging into the past, bringing it forward, imagining the impossible. Using science fiction. Black existence in America is science fiction. Aliens came to your land, abducted you, stole your gods, stole your music, stole your language, and dropped you off into a new alien land with new fauna, new flora, new everything. So black experience is science fiction. That's Sean Taylor again. He says to imagine a world outside colonialism, to imagine black warriors, is revolutionary. It was revolutionary when the Black Panther Party did it, and it's revolutionary in a blockbuster Marvel movie. Storytelling as a weapon of resistance. I want to see what an Arab-American story is without white supremacy involved, without having me labeled a terrorist. I want to see that story. I want to see a woman's story not having to contend with misogyny. I want to see a queer story not having to contend with homophobia. Like, when you do these type of, like, cultural speculations, you get such beautiful and rich stories without having to always have that, that double consciousness involved. But Taylor knows the world we live in is far away from Wakanda. In Wakanda, technology elevates everybody. Here, it's polarizing people financially. Yeah, so Oakland, I mean, I hate to say it, it's kind of like the anti-Wakanda a little bit. Because technology here is fueling the displacement of the Black population. That's one reason why activist Malkia Cyril says seeing the film isn't enough. At screening, Cyril will also be talking about Black Panthers who Cyril says are to this day wrongly imprisoned because they were targeted by the FBI about the FBI's new target, so-called Black identity extremists. Ryan Coogler's job was to make this amazing film, and he did that. He did his job. He was on his job, right? Now it's time for us to be on our job. To turn, Cyril says, from the movie to the movement. Thanks to KQD's Sandia Dirks for that story. To see and hear other KQD stories I loved this week, including tips from a veteran car burglar on how to avoid having your car broken into, find me on Twitter. I'm at Ryan underscore L-E-V-I. And you can keep up with all of our Bay Area coverage all week long on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're at KQED News. I'm Ryan Levy. Have a good week.